0: Welcome to the Newbie Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Patrick, and I'm here to show you the ABCs of exercise and nutrition so you don't have to go in circles trying to figure it out by yourself ever again. Welcome back to the Newbie Gains Podcast with your number one coach, Coach Pat. And today we are talking all things macros. Why are macros important to you? Well, before I tell you why it's important to you, let me talk about why it was important to me. It was important to me because I, when I was 19, wanted to get big and strong, but I thought eating McDonald's was going to help me get there. Yes, at the time, I had a really fast metabolism. Yes, quarter pounders had high protein, but no, I did not feel good afterwards and no, didn't good to do good too good for my acne at that point as well. So... I'm like, I need some education, so I decided to roll, enroll myself in a course called Metabolic Precision. And I remember the first day of enrolling myself into this seminar. It was a four-day seminar. This guy with a Louis Vuitton belt with his his like fifty-year-old wife who looks like she was twenty. She was in her fifties, and she looks like she was in her twenties because she was a bodybuilding champion in the eighties and in the eighties and nineties. I'm like, this I couldn't believe that she was in that age bracket, like because she had like. body fat, and her skin looked natural. Everything looked like she was vibrant. And the first chapter of the seminar, surely enough, was called The Fountain of Youth. And these two um, speakers, but also the guy was a scientist, Dr. Paul Cribb, was talking about how important it was to eat more, not eat less, which really grabbed my attention. Now, here's the funny thing. During that four-day seminar, I learned more about your metabolism. I learned more about how important it was to get a variety of food, especially from fruits and vegetables, which a lot of people in Australia, America, and Canada neglect. You can just see by the rising rates of obesity, it's like 48, 45% of people in Western culture that's between 18 and 35 are obese. Like that's a big number, you know? And the way they categorize um, obesity or overweightness is your BMI, which is your height, your weight, calculated with your age, suits at a number and you basically tells you you're overweight. So although that's a whole other subject, I want you to know that macros, although we're going to dig dive into this is not the only way to lose weight. Okay. So during this course, I learned more about eat more to fuel your metabolism metabolism. So I'll give you an example. Leanne, one of our DTA students all the way living in Israel, she was 125 pounds last year. Now, like I did her measurements just recently, she's 136 pounds. When she first started, she was eating around 1,400 calories. She's doubled her intake. She's at uh, 2,850 calories right now. So Leanne, someone tag Leanne in the comment section, 214 grams protein, 321 grams carbs, 79 grams of fat, still has abs, okay? She's stronger in every single one of her lifts. She doesn't have any, she doesn't go to the gym. She set up her gym inside her living room and she made it from wood. Like, I don't know who chopped down the trees in the backyard, but she found some wood. She found some buckets. She found some mud and she found some glue and she stuck it all together. She makeshifted her way into a squat rack. And this is something I told her back in June last year. She actually did, okay? And that's how she does all her exercises. She does squats, she does bench press, she does all of it. Um, I think she sent me a video today or yesterday of her doing a handstand push-up. Pretty cool, okay? And the reason why I'm telling you her story is because like a lot of people, when it comes to fat loss or even weight gain, they struggle with eating more, okay? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you guys think eating more means eating shitty food or eating more is dangerous. That's because we don't understand the numbers. You know, what is the role of macronutrients? Let's break it down, okay? Macronutrients consist of three vital macros, which is your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. If we want fat loss, we need to increase muscle mass. And the way we increase muscle mass is by breaking down muscle fibers in the gym, lifting weights, building resistance. And the way to recover so that muscle grows and repairs is to have protein and get enough sleep. So protein, a vital macronutrient, and ladies, 99% of you guys listening, most of your friends are deficient in protein. Most of the reason why you guys struggle is not because of how much you eat, you just don't eat more of the right foods. Let's say you're at 2,500 calories without counting. I promise you, if you get to 120 to 150 grams of protein, you're going to feel more satiated. You're gonna feel more full. So your overall calorie intake will drop because you're not gonna be hungry for more. But the problem with the Western society is that you guys have your carbs and your fats being the highest number. We need to bring that down. But instead of focusing on eating less, we focus on eating more of the right foods. So give me DTA students, comment below, what are some examples of protein rich food sources? Okay, what do we have? We've got eggs, we've got egg whites. For you vegetarians and vegans out there, we got pea protein, we've got chickpeas, we've got red kidney beans, we got lentils. For my meat eaters, we've got chicken breasts, we got steak, we've got fish, we've got seafood, eggs, egg whites, yogurt, Greek yogurt. There we go, yes, yeah, Sabrina, yogurt, egg whites. Exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we need. So let's talk about fats. Now, if you're new here, maybe if you were to describe the macronutrient fats, you would think it'd be bad for you because growing up, I believe I'm in the nineties, right? So when I went to school, we had the food pyramid in Australia. They were talking about how fats is dangerous. Saturated fats, so bad for you. High cholesterol, too many eggs. Stay away from cheese, butter, bacon, avocado. Like these are all bad for you. And even the bodybuilding world, right? The bodybuilding world will tell you, oh, fats is the highest calorie uh, caloric Um macro so one gram of fat is nine calories like stay away from fats but here's the problem right i'm a not just a bodybuilder but i come from a holistic approach to life and fitness which means what's sustainable is it sustainable to take away your bacon take away your eggs to take away your avocado to take away your cheese that's not sustainable okay now do we need to monitor how much fat we have hundred percent but fats also control your hormonal balance your stress levels, how much inflammation you have in your body, how fast your metabolism goes, the quality of your your skin, your nails, how healthy your hair is. That's what healthy fats are there for. We can't just look at fitness and macros and nutrition like I need to jump on the scale tomorrow and lose x amount of weight. That is a poor way of living fitness. You know, before we start this podcast, some of you guys are talking about how fitness is a foundation of life. Not if you just judge it by scale, not if you just give it a number. That's why how you feel plays a huge role in your body transformation journey. And 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 disregarding fats is a terrible way to make it sustainable. So DTA students, comment below some healthy fat sources. What do we got here? We've got walnuts, we've got avocado, we've got cheese seeds, we've got eggs, we've got cottage cheese. Did you know cottage cheese is has the highest amount of protein? Out of all the cheese sauces, what else do we have? What are some good fats? Did you know flaxseed oil has a better omega-3 profile than fish oils? So let's say you don't eat fish. You can always have flaxseed oil tablets. Flaxseed oil, right? You can buy that at a health food store, supplement store. You can buy it as an oil to drizzle on your food. But what you don't want to do with flaxseed oil, because it's, it's got a nutty taste, but you it's actually not good for heat. It just breaks down all the nutrients if you heat it up. So you must use flaxseed oil on your salads and your foods, but make sure your food is like not hot or else it kills the, the profile. It's a little golden nugget for you guys. Okay, fats are very important. So what do we have left? The ones that you guys neglect the most, the ones where you watch daytime TV and they're like, cut your carbs, cut your weight in half. The ones that say, hey, you have a photo shoot or an event coming up in two weeks, drop carbs 20 grams a day. You're a keto, you're a keto person now. Welcome to keto life, keto this, keto that. We are winning. Oh, I can't wait to test your ketones. Are you in ketosis level right now? Look, I don't want to hate, but I need to be extreme so you know that this is ridiculous. Now, so maybe one or two or three clients in the Dream Team Academy are are doing keto, which no problem. They came in here to get the training program. They came here to be a part of the fix your form classes. They're here to like be a part of the community. Maybe they don't want help with the nutrition, but I'll tell you what. There is never going to be a time in my life and hopefully in your life where you go through social events and you say, I don't eat this type of food group. Not because of like cultural reasons or religious reasons, but because you think it's optimal for fat loss. Come on. Come on now. I've done keto. You know, first two weeks. Yeah, jump on the scale. I'm at an all time low very quickly. My breath stinks. I'm tired. My eyes, I feel like it's jumping out of my face. I'm exhausted. It's just not something I'm gonna keep up forever. I lost so much energy in the first month and everyone in ketosis was telling me, if you get through the first month, you'll get your energy. There'll be a turnaround, I promise. I'm like, so what do you do? Not have your own birthday cake? Oh yeah, well, you know, make sure it's like full of fat. Instead, like you don't need sugar and carbs for your cake. You don't need flour. Use this other ingredient. I'm like, no, no, no. I I like my steak and potatoes, okay? I'm not, I don't even have a big sweet tooth, but why is carbohydrates so important on a fitness journey? One, you have a thing called glycogen, okay? You need to fill that up to workouts. When you go to the gym, you're using glycogen, AKA energy to provide a good, efficient, effective workout. Some of you guys have, who have like maybe low blood pressure, you know, you imagine you guys not having carbs or any sugar in your diet. You're like a few beats away from being in the hospital. Now, the thing with carbs is not as simple as black and white. Don't have this. Don't have that. It's like having more of the good carbs. So the good carbs are are the ones that are going to keep you full. Like, let's talk about carbs that have high fiber. Let's talk about brown rice. Let's talk about quinoa. Let's talk about oats. Let's talk about banana. These are great fiber sources. Let's talk about all the bad carbs. Let's talk about, you guys know. Now, I don't, I'm not one to label things as good and bad, but for the simplicity of this podcast, I'm just going to tell you, let's talk about it. Chips, chocolate, lollies. Now, I don't want to demonize this stuff. I'm just saying These are the things, if this is the thing that you eat most of the time, this is going to play a huge impact on your blood sugar levels. The the fact that you're prone to diabetes because your parents and your grandparents are high cholesterol. Like if you ever feel like really tired during the day, you know, you get this high, you get this down, you get this spike of energy and that's mainly your blood sugar levels not being balanced. That's because most of your diet is like full of carbs and full of processed sugar. So we wanna bring that down, okay? We wanna swap all those nasty sugars and processed carbs for good, complex carbs that have high fiber and a good few. So let's look at the chat. Nancy, I love my carbs. Isabel, Asian sweet potatoes are my favorite. Yes, exactly right. So we do not want to neglect that vital component. And then your next question might be like, okay, how much should I have? How much carbs, how much fats, how much protein? Most of the people I work with are people that are not trying to get on the cover of like a bikini magazine. Most of the people I work with are everyday people that want to feel good, look good, go to the beach whenever they feel like it without feeling like they're being judged. Um, Maybe look sexy for their their partner. Maybe want to build self-confidence when they're at social events. Maybe they want to wear that dress they used to wear. Maybe they want to get pre-mum body back. These are like most of the people I work with. So I don't go too far ahead and teach someone how to count their own macros. I just do it for them. Okay. So I have a bodybuilding calculator and this calculator gives me, spits out numbers. It gives me your height, it gives me your weight. You tell me your activity level, whether it's high, medium or low. I put all the data I need into a calculator. It gives me numbers. Now I don't just put the numbers and put it into your program or any of you guys listen to the podcast, if you try to go online and you type in bodybuilding calculator, you can find out yourself what your macros are. However, it doesn't take in consideration the fact that you have 3000 steps every single day for the last five years. It doesn't take in consideration that your protein is like 30 grams a day right now and asking to get 140 grams tomorrow is not going to be very smart. So my macros are very different for every individual based on their habits. So we're mixing holistic approach to health and fitness versus the scientific bodybuilding way of getting results. When you blend both of that, that is gonna be simple and sustainable. Simple where it's something you can follow. Like you guys that are crushing the program is usually because you are very compliant and competent with your macros. Like Liliana, who dropped 50 pounds last year with us, she did her macros every day, like six months. I barely looked at it at one point. Like her weight just kept dropping. I was just checking on her calendar. I'm like, yep, you keep doing what you're doing. And now she said, well, in next level coaching in 2024, I want to drop another 10, 15, 20 pounds. I'm like, well, I noticed you haven't been tracking your macros the last month. And now she's back to tracking your macros. And last Sunday on a check-in, we increased her carbs. And she's like, quick, cool, more carbs. Cause she earned it. She rocked up to every session. So we can't just be like, if I just had the perfect macronutrient number for my body, then everything's gonna be good. It doesn't really work like that, okay? When I was getting um, shredded, when I actually cared about getting shredded, I had a coach and I, I'm like 84 kilograms right now. But when I had a coach, I got down to 75. I haven't been under 80 kilograms since I had that coach. I don't really care about getting shredded anymore. I'm pretty happy where I am. Um, I'm doing boxing, so I got a different ball game, but that's the importance of having someone to be like meticulous with those numbers, okay? Now let's talk about adjusting your macro. So Leanne, who I spoke about earlier in this podcast, went from 1500 to 2800. So we gradually increased 100 and 200 every few months. And the way we did that was to monitor her weight. Now, some of you guys like will jump on the scale and literally be upset with yourself. Like you do everything perfect, jump on the scale and look in the mirror and like everything sucks, I hate life. Maybe not not that extreme, but you guys are so self-critical. But you gotta be, you gotta understand how it works. If you are weighing yourself every day, which I do recommend, by the way, it's the ultimate accountability measurement. You don't want to judge yourself based on the weight that comes on. You want to average it throughout the week. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're 150 pounds today, and tomorrow you're 155. The next day you're 153. The next day after you're like 144. Like it just, it's up and down, up and down. Like I've got a few clients who have like in um, hormonal imbalances and I noticed with the scale with them, it's it's pretty drastic. It goes up and down uh, two to seven pounds a week. So what we need to do is calculate the average. So you add in your scale every day for seven days and then you divide it by seven and then you actually get the number. And if you do that over three months, you can see progression, okay? So that's what you want to do. And then let's say, for example, you're at 1,700 calories, you're crushing your workouts, you're feeling strong, you're waking up vibrant, you're doing your 12,000 steps a day, you're doing your meditation, like you're doing everything squeaky clean by the book, you're loving your fitness journey and you're winning. You're probably going to see an increase in your macros from your coach because they can see that you're thriving and for you to keep thriving without burning out, we're going to have to give you more food, okay? So that's how we adjust macros now what if the other way let's say you're not losing weight the worst thing you can do when you're not losing weight and you're putting weight on is not address the fact that you're not adhering to the macros so some people are like yeah i've been doing my macros look at me numbers i'm like yeah monday to friday you're so good and saturday and sunday you put it all back on you're at a 200 calorie deficit monday to friday ladies and on saturday and sunday you're at a 600 calorie surplus you have fucked up royally I wanted to be direct with you so you could stop this nonsense. And that's not saying, I was telling Grace, like like she likes her weekends, right? Sure. I like my weekends too. So what I do is I drop my um, my carbs the day before the weekend, right? So I can have my carbs more on the weekend. And I also have all my protein um, in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. So when I'm out for lunch and dinner, I know at certain restaurants, I'm not going to get my protein intake. So you need to adjust, okay? You can't just be like, I don't track on the weekends. It's very dangerous. You don't get ahead like that. So now let's talk about some common mistakes to avoid when it comes to tracking macros. I'm gonna give you three. The first one, when you are logging food into my fitness MyFitnessPal, you gotta have some accuracy. Eyeballing your food and saying, this is a hundred grams of chicken. Like you don't know that, you gotta weigh it. You gotta buy a scale weigh it cooked, all right? Weigh your chicken cooked. I don't know why people weigh it uncooked. Weigh it cooked, okay? And then log it in every single time. Now then you might say, oh, that's so time tedious. Like I don't have the time to weigh every single food group. So what I do is I buy like six or five chicken breasts. I cook it all in one go, make sure i marinate it. put some lemon in there, make sure like it's cooked right. So like if I leave it in the fridge for two or three days, at least it tastes good. I'll buy zero calorie ketchup to make sure this chicken's gonna taste good no matter what. OK, but what I do is I, I cooked all the chicken breasts and I cut it up into like five portions and it's 200 grams each portion. I put it in a Tupperware container. I stack it in the fridge and I know I'm going to hit my protein intake the next three days because it's all cooked. OK, some of you guys just weigh per meal. You can't just make your meals and just weigh it. Like, you know what? Are you going to wait every meal, every day? No, just cook in bulk. So that, that's some of the mistakes people make. Another mistake people make when it comes to macros is being a perfectionist. You don't need to be perfect with your macros. I would say if you're 80% adherent overall throughout the week, you're going to get ahead. Okay, so leave perfectionist at the door. That will kill you. Because if you're not perfect with your food, that's when you develop like food, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like problems with food. Like you have a relationship with problem with food is what I'm getting to. Uh, bodybuilders are notoriously known for being over obsessed about the small numbers and that will drive them insane. It'll get them to a point where they're overly stressed about going out with their friends because they can't calculate and track their pizza. It gets to a point where you bring the scale to the restaurant to weigh the food and tell the chef to weigh the food for it. Like it can get pretty insane. Okay. So leave perfectionists at the door. That's the second mistake. The third mistake is not tracking your macros. <laughs> <laughs> This is where a lot of people go wrong. They think, oh, you know what? I'm just going to intuitive eat. I'm healthy. I've I've seen how healthy people think. The reason why they're not seeing results is because they're they're like big boned or the, it's genetics. But they don't even track how much they eat. They're like, Pat, I'm healthy though. I eat fruits. I eat vegetables. I do this. I, I'm like, do you know how much you do of that? They're like, oh, I don't really track, but I'm healthy though. Sure. Well, aren't you annoyed that your friend Sarah who tracks all her food, but she eats McDonald's all day, Like, is like, I don't know, lighter than you? <laughs> like, does that bother you? That's because she tracks her food. Even though she eats like terrible food, the reason why she can maintain her weight or be under is because she tracks it. Now I'm both, I like to track my food and eat health. And I do like, like one or two meals off menu on the weekends. So the biggest mistake you can have is not tracking your food too. All right. Yes. I'm just reading the comments. Where your food cook, ladies? Same here. I need to order my scale. Big bone, lol. Reasonable Amazon. Hey, Patricia, talk for yourself. <laughs> talk about you, Liliana. Okay, guys, let's recap. Okay, we talked about the importance of protein, carbs, and fats. We talked about how to track your macros. We talked about adjusting your macros. We talked about Leanne going from 1,500 calories to 2,800 calories. Still has abs. Stronger in all her lifts. Doing handstand push-ups. We talked about Liliana losing 50 pounds last year. Decided not to track her macros for a few weeks. Didn't see any weight loss. Back to tracking her macros. Lost another pound. We talked about mistakes to avoid when it comes to macros. Not not cooking in bulk not tracking your macros, being a perfectionist. If you're a DTA student and watching the replay, comment below your number one takeaway from this call. If you're a podcast listener, I appreciate you. We are almost at 300 episodes and I wouldn't be able to get here if it wasn't for you. There was a time where Coach Pat could not speak on the microphone. He was very shy and nervous and you helped him find his voice and I appreciate you guys for tuning in. That is all guys. See you on the next episode of the Newbie Gains Podcast podcast. Done. Yes, Heather. I gave you a hundred more calories. I see you. I see you guys. If you are listening to this and you look at your calendar right now and you look at your macros and you know you've been skipping and you know, you haven't been as adherent, then I want you to really take a time to look at your week and think today's Monday. How can I plan for success? Okay. You need to set yourself up. You can't just meal to meal, go to go day by day. You need to set up the week. All right, guys, that's all. I'll speak to you on the side. I'm out. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Newbie Games Podcast and hopefully you got some inspiration. If you did and you want to learn more on how me and my team can help you start getting fat loss results, DM me Transform on IG and I'll send you more details.